Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise the Lord. We've been kind of um, diving into the Holy Spirit um, and choosing to be chosen this month. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit a little bit more on Sundays, but I want you to know Choosing to be chosen is one of the greatest responsibilities that you and I have been given because you have to make a choice one day to realize how chosen by God you really are, and then vision will come clear, and then things will happen at a different rate of speed because you're learning that to do these things, you're going to have to be disciplined, but I'm not going to have those disciplines if I don't believe in me. And you got to believe in you. So I, I know what happens with this thing. I want you to look at Jeremiah 1 in 5. And I want you to know this. Remember this. No one told you how long the hallway of success is. No one. And this is the, I got some stuff in this. And I think I'm going to really slip down a little bit in a minute here and really talk about these, these things that hold us back and we don't know why. Okay. Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before that came as forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I adorned thee a prophet unto the nations. Talking about Jeremiah. But how many know God formed you and fashioned you in the womb just like Jeremiah? To come in this certain season you're in, in this certain dispensation of time, with a certain assignment, and with the ability and the gifts and the calling that God has given you for now. You were created for a specific, a specific, I was okay, right? I was specific. You were created for a specific and very special, I put specific and special together at the same time. Did you notice that? Special. You're special. In case you wanted to know, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor you're special specific and special purpose to solve a specific problem on the earth. You're here to problem solve. Now, you might solve big problems. You know, doctors, they, they, they solve medical problems, you know? We've, got, we had, we've had doctors in the church. You know, we still got, we got partners, you know, that are doctors, you know? They serve medical problems. Lawyers, they serve legal problems, Right? Construction guys, they serve build, building problems. If you fix air conditions, you fix air condition problems. You fix cars, you fix automotive problems. I fix spiritual problems. You fix a problem. You solve a problem. It doesn't make a difference what you do. You could be, you could be, you could be, you could be uh, a stay-at-home mom. You're solving problems all day long. You can go to work, and you know, I don't know. You could be. Uh, a, a, a real estate person. You're solving problems of people finding how everybody has a problem. So you could be a receptionist and you answer the phone and think, well, that ain't a big deal. You ever see phones just ringing off the hook? It's a problem. Solve the problem. I'm a navigation problem. Somebody's calling, they need a result. I need to solve that. God has given you an assignment. Now, I'm not saying that's your overall purpose in life, that's your daily assignment. You know what I'm saying? Everything God created has a purpose. He gave you ears to hear. He gave you eyes to see. Solves a problem. Ears solve hearing problems. Eyes 
saw visual problems. He gave you mouth to speak. Everything God did, he did with an order. He didn't put your ear on the bottom of your foot. You wouldn't be able to hear nothing but boom, 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 boom. Come on. He didn't stick your eyes on top of your head because that would only mean you could see the sky. He put them exactly where they needed to be so you could see. God did everything by design. He gave you digits on your hand. He gave you hands. He gave you feet. He didn't put your foot on your hand. You'd be like an orangutan running around. Come on. See what I'm saying? Listen, man, everything God designed has a purpose, and you've been designed with a purpose is what I'm trying to get you to understand. Listen to this. God will assist you in this assignment. That's Jeremiah 1, 7 through 9. Now, when I'm talking about purpose, I'm talking about your assignment. I'm just putting it all together. But I want you to see Jeremiah 1, 7 and 9. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, you shall speak. God promised you within this assignment he wasn't going to leave you alone. God has designed you and qualified you to be a solution to some problem in the earth. It is essential that you find your assignment and you give yourself totally to it. It's important. But here's some of the things I want you to know. And I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit because I think... Um, I wrote this down, and I want to read it to you. There's a lot of things that your purpose contains in seasons that if you don't understand the process, you will become discouraged to the point of where you quit on your purpose because you did not like the process. And if I can eradicate some of the reasons why you think this is going on, this is a really good teaching. I mean, a matter of fact, I've been really stirred about writing something about this because this is huge. This is really huge. This is like, because what happens is you got to understand there's a lot of progressional seasons that go with purpose. And if you don't um, you're going to go through a season of separation. And if you don't know that, how many of you know you'll just quit in that season? There's going to be certain seasons you're going to go through isolation. You're going to go, because they're all part of preparation. You're going to go through a season of isolation. You're going to go through a season of feeling abandoned. You're going to go through a season of warfare. You're going to go through all these seasons of pressure, you're going to go through this season of, um, say, with solitude or isolation to the point where you don't know. You're going to go through seasons of warfare. You're going to go through a season of suffering. You know, nobody wants to talk about this, but there's going to be a season. When you first step into God, you suffer a little bit because you separate yourself from stuff that's painful. You know? Um. You're going to go through a season of denying your carnal desires. Did he just say that? Yeah. You go, you go through a season where you become uh, persecuted. Season where you feel like you have to prove things. You're going to go through some stuff. I got some stuff in this, man. Um I'm going to stay with this because um, I really believe 
if we could release some people to see these things, I think it's going to help them. Because you have to understand something. There's going to be a season's purpose. Just write this down. Your God-given purpose, your choosing to be chosen is your purpose, right? You're picking it up. You have to realize there is going to be seasonal transformation that goes with your purpose that if you're not careful, you'll think it's punishment all the while God is just choosing preparation. Because you have to understand something. You're not born qualified for this thing. You have the raw material to produce everything that God has called you to be and do. But now you have to qualify yourself through preparation. And that is one of the things that most people don't get. The gift is in me. The calling was in me. The plan was in me. The dream was in me. But then there had to come a day where I had to show up to become qualified for it. It's everybody's journey. But the thing I think most of all is that if you don't know the process of the journey, you feel, um, I wouldn't even say you feel under, I don't, undervalued, but that isn't the word. You will feel almost like, You're not deceived, but you're really on the edge of lack of understanding. And because of it, you can almost get mad and quit. Because you start asking yourself, why in the heaven do I have to go through seasons of the unknown? What in the world is this accomplishing? And guys, what you got to really realize is this. Um, you never really understand the, the moment in time until you're on the other side of it. And then even then, it's not all clear till years down the road. And then some things just aren't going to make sense. There's no explanation. And you, you know what's crazy? I asked God about those seasons of no explanation. Like, why do I got to go through that? Because can you still trust me in that season? You ever ask yourself, like, well, I don't know what the purpose, or, or even just, like, loss or, or something traumatic, and you go, well, what good is that nonsense? And it's almost like you could still walk with me even when you don't know. You could still stay close to me and believe in my character, even though my character doesn't look like it's made sense in that season of life you were in. So isn't everything a trusting process in God? You know, I, I said something. I said, I've never, I've never in my life second-guessed my faith in God. Never. But sometimes I ask myself about the plan of God. Like, can this be the plan that God's got? Not saying it is all the time, but I, I question the plan of God. Not, not my faith in God, but God's plan. Like you go, wow, man, that's one, one crazy road to be on for some people. Like, man, is that God's plan? 
I'm not saying it is, but you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you go through these life hits. I'm like, God, did you design this? And some of it we know he didn't, but you don't question your faith. You don't question your, your theology of God. You do sometimes question, like, man, the plan. So remember, you're going to have to go through seasons of preparation for your purpose. You know, I think about the guys like Moses. 40 years learning wisdom. He spent 40 years learning a bunch of lessons of life. And he still wasn't even prepared. It's crazy. 40 years, he figured it out. Another 40 years, figured out sheep. 80 years in, he's just beginning to start the journey. Preparation. And he still didn't get into promised land. So you're telling me, God, God's not in the preparation business? You better believe it. So I'm going to give you some, some, some purposeful seasons you might have to walk in. I just felt like I'm supposed to do this today. You're going to go through some some seasons. Now, this is what I'm trying to give you. I'm choosing to be chosen. I'm choosing to accept my purpose. Whether you're just a Christian, you're in the ministry, you're a business owner, I don't care where you are, you got a purpose. And if you're going to work out your purpose, here are some of the dimensions of life, seasons of life. I like the seasons of life. You are going to go, write these down. I'm going, to give you, I'm going to give you a bunch of these over the next couple of weeks. You're going to have to hang on to the word of God because you are definitely going to go through some seasons of affliction. That's strong. And that's Mark chapter 4 before we ever, if you got that 2 Timothy 1.8, you could pop that up because I had them in the notes. But right after that, we're going to Mark chapter 4 and you got to see this because this is what starts happening. So whatever one you add up, but yeah, look at this. Be thou, what? Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me the prisoner, but be thou partakers of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. Is that not, is that not, he's Apostle Paul? Be thou partakers of the affliction of the gospel. What does that mean? Well, it's that Psalm 119.71. You've seen that one, right? It is good for me, for I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statues. Pull that one up. Psalm 119.71. Who signs up for this stuff? And take your time, because I'm throwing these in there early. Is that, is that not crazy or what? Right? Like, where do you sign up for this? Thinking like, God Almighty, I don't, I don't want to go through this. Did you, did you see that? It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statues. So he's saying, if you're walking through pressure situations, you're learning about the what? The value of the word of God. Because that's all you got. Look at Mark chapter 4, right? And I know you're going to love this one, right? So I want, I, you know, I've used this a lot. If you go to Mark 4.14, just take your time, go there. We're going to look at this because here's my angle on this, and I think about this a lot. 
affliction and persecution comes for the word's sake. You got to read this, man. You got to read this. This is good stuff. This is the stuff that helps you. So look at Mark, um, and then you, you learn about these things. And then I'll, I'll even show you some stuff. Um, it says over here in verse 14, the sower sows the word. It's good stuff. Mark 4. But I, I need you to see this, too. I'm going to look at this maybe in this for a minute. Let me just pull this up for a second. Yeah, 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 I like this. Yeah. This is the cool stuff. Because this is the stuff that changes your life because you understand it's coming for the word's sake. You know? It says in Mark 4, 14, sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in the heart. These are they by the stony ground. These are they. These are they. Look at this. These are likewise. When they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, 16. And they'll pull it up there. It's probably giving them a minute. And have no root in themselves, but endure for a time. Afterward, when a 417. So when you get there, go to Matthew 417. I want to see this in this translation, too, because I read this before in the... Um, Thing and I want to read this. Yeah, so they endure for a when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word. That's Mark four seventeen. When trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, they are immediately offended, becoming displeased, ignorant, resentful, and they stumble away and fall. They fall away. Ain't that crazy? Mark four seventeen. The affliction, persecution. Arises for the word. That's that's ballistic, right? Um, watch this one. How about the message 417? But there is shallow, shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulties arise, there's nothing to show for it. How about that, right? Say, man, your emotions wear off. Now, you're, now you don't have that. But their hearts, look at the passion 417. But their hearts fail to sink a deep root into the word. They don't endure for long, for when trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, they will immediately wilt and fall away. So why did it come? It came for the word. So the affliction, persecution, care, all that stuff is coming against your purpose. It has one element of design. Rob you from your God-given purpose. Man, that's deep stuff. Ain't it good? I thought it was great because what it's doing is it's, it's colliding with that purpose, trying to make you, well, you know, why do I got to go? You are going to go through a season of affliction and persecution for the word. And you know what that word probably is? Your destiny. Here we go. You know? How bad you want it? You got to ask yourself that. You know, you know what I'm saying? You got you to ask yourself that, man. You got to go, look. Here it comes. It's coming for the word. Quit. No, I'm not quitting. There ain't no quitting me. How about this one? Isolation, right, is never... Is never because of, of elimination. Now, that I got in my spirit, and I'll explain it. 
but it's for preparation. I'm isolated. I feel eliminated. You know, like when you go to something, right? It's a lim- you feel like it's a, an elimination thing. You know, like you watch you know, the Olympics or something. Like this is the elimination round. Like, you know, you watch soccer and all that stuff, or you watch all the sports, World Cup, or, you know, or even football. Same thing, right? This is the elimination round. Whoever loses in the playoffs is eliminated from the playoffs. And now, you know, the next team goes on to go for the Super Bowl or the World Cup or something like that, right? They're great and everybody else is a loser. No, isolation is never because you've been eliminated. And I'm going to explain that. Have you ever felt like you've been forgotten in the kingdom? Like nothing is working. You, we used to call it back in the day, I feel like God put me on the shelf. You know what I mean? You just feel like you're on the shelf collecting dust, you know? And you just feel like, man, I've been eliminated from all of this. Like, you might be running after your purpose and feel like, it's been 20 years. It is not elimination. It is preparation. Seasons of solitude, seasons of solitude do not mean that God has eliminated you from the purpose of your life. Now, let me explain it. Maybe you're a business guy and you've had this business idea or business girl and you feel like, I'm all alone. I've been alone for so long, God has must have eliminated me from this thing. And I don't know if that's the best word to use, but I like it. It rhymes with isolation. Come on, somebody. Right? I feel eliminated. I feel like it's over. I feel like I quit. I feel, how many of you done this? I jacked up. I'm going to tell you right now, man, this is a big one, right? I've been, uh, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because some of you made mistakes. I like to call it your season, your season of, um, your season of contention. You know what I mean? You know? Because you, 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 you got in not just strife, but that almost like, you, you just became, um, and I really like to call it seasons of disloyalty. That's going to be a big one. Because you were disloyal to God. You didn't obey his word. And now because you feel like you were disloyal to God, you feel like, okay, now I've been eliminated from everything. No, it's okay. Because God, when God found, when Jesus found Peter on the seashore, he was disloyal. Remember that? And he kept saying, he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, yeah, I love you. You know it, Lord. He said, go feed the lambs. Peter, do you love me? Yeah, go feed the sheep. Peter, do you love me? Go feed the sheep. He didn't, he didn't, because of Peter's disloyalty, he never took the purpose off of Peter. He just wanted him to recognize that you need to go back to the focus you first had even after the season of you being disloyal to me. When Peter shows up naked on the seashore, to see, he did. He dove in naked to go see Jesus. He probably you know, wrapped himself up, but you know what I'm saying. He was so he was so he was so willing to go. He threw his cloak and ran. He swam and got there. And when he got to the seashore to see Jesus, he said, "Do you love me?" He didn't rebuke him. He didn't hammer him. He didn't give him a problem. He just said, "What? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs." He says, "Feed my lambs, which are little ones." Right. A lamb is a baby sheep? Yes. Come on. Sheep, feed them, feed them, feed them. Why? Because that was your purpose from the beginning. Wouldn't you have looked at Peter's resume and said, forget it, this guy's disqualified. 
I always used to say this. You should have gave it to John. John did a better job. You tell John, go take care of your mother. You tell Peter, go build the church. I think Jesus was a little bit delirious right there, just to be straight. John followed faithful, even though he, he John's disobedience. Man, I never, I never got that. You know, John the Beloved followed him all the way into the king's chamber. You ever, you ever think of that? It said everybody left him. I think I, thought, I was thinking John didn't leave him. John might be hurt him the most. John's silence. was his betrayal. Because he could have said something about him, but he didn't. When he walked in the high priest chamber, he didn't say nothing. Think about that one. Peter, Peter denied him, but John didn't say anything. Sometimes silence is more painful than all of it. What happens when I go through this season of my disloyalty to God, to the call, to the purpose? He doesn't disqualify you. Well, a lot of you stopped training like a lot of you did. You stopped training like you had purpose because you feel like, oh, you know what I did? I don't, he don't care what you did because he's not, he's not judging your calling on your position of decisions. He's judging your calling on the purpose before the foundation of the world. So it's kind of like this. God goes, hey, I'm giving you this before you're born. Then you come in the earth, you make some mistakes, and he goes, how is David a man after his own heart? He's, a, he's an adulterous murderer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he made mistakes. He had, his humanity never stopped the position that God gave him. You know what I'm saying? The position to be king never left him, even though his decision-making wasn't great. The calling was perfect from the beginning. This is, why, this is why you have to make wise decisions in the daily because it affects your credibility of your future, never the credibility of your calling. The credibility of your calling didn't come from what you did. The credibility of your purpose came from God. The credibility of your character is based on your performance. So if you, if you, if you, if, and this is where spiritual growth comes in. This is where most of the church don't get. Because God never takes his authority off of you, even when you do not perform properly. But people's lack of confidence robs them of their purpose. And because they, 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 they hindered themselves in their decision-making, they stopped moving forward in their destiny. Elijah did it. He, he called fire down from heaven and had a great move of God, but then he was afraid and ran from Jezebel. And when God found him again to speak to him, he was, he was dissatisfied with a decision that he made in a moment 
and self-discouraged himself to the point where he didn't want to run the race no more. It was never based upon where God positioned him. It was based upon his decision-making in the daily cares and affairs of life. God still reached out to him, but if you, it's, you know what I mean? Mo Moses went through it. Moses is being trained to be a deliverer of the Hebrew. The Egyptian rises up, and he slays an Egyptian because all the while he knows my calling is to be a deliverer of these people, but he came out early. He wasn't prepared. He, he discredited himself, and he wandered for 40 years in an 11-day identification journey. It took him 40 years to start figuring out who he was again. And I'm going to say this. I believe that that act of slaying the Egyptian was the reason why he never entered into the promised land because he had a people problem. He never, Moses never had a God problem. He had a people problem. People affected him to make wrong decisions in seasons of his life and he couldn't lose it in his future. He made a wrong decision by slaying the Egyptian and when they got him frustrated in the wilderness, he smacked the rock. He never had a God problem. It was always in correlation with the people. It's the reason why he got ripped out of the presence of God because Aaron was jerking around with the people and couldn't keep them connected. So Moses has got to come out of the glory because people kept affecting Moses' relationship with God even when Aaron was in position with the Egyptian and it cost him in the promised land. These are structural things you have to develop in your life. Otherwise, your life's going to be void of some things you need in purpose. You're going to have to make these decisions. So what I need you to do in this season is really understand. And I'm going to pray for you. I feel a real strong anointing to pray for you. So I'm going to wrap this up. But I want you to stay in this area. This is why you got to go to church. And you guys ain't coming to church. It's ridiculous. Get to church and stop, stop this thing. You know what I mean? Stop it. Now, I understand there's certain things, but you guys, you know, I get these people coming once every couple months. This is ridiculous. You need to be in this atmosphere of this anointing, okay? Now, I'm talking to my people. If you're visiting, you, you go where you're supposed to go. But my people, you know you're supposed to be here. I need you in this atmosphere because your purpose is for now. Your, your timing is for now. Your season is for now. And I need you in this, in this environment because your gift, your purpose, your calling is needed for now. And I'm going to pray for you to get some solid focus, to get some solid disciplines, and to get some life-changing opportunities to step in this brand new season that God has for you. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you that the anointing that's upon their purpose is igniting them again. I thank you for the decisions that they made in the past are not going to be the decisions they make in the future. And the poor decisions of the past are not going to rob us of the future decisions we make in the present. I thank you, God, the gift, the call, the purpose, the plan, the forming them, the fashioning them in their mother's womb has not been devoided or unaffected for their future to be tainted by all this nonsense. Who they are is what you call them to be. Let them forgive themselves. 
Let them forgive others. Let them step in the plan and the purpose and let them have the God-given pursuit to see everything that God has called them to be in this and every season of their life. From this moment forward, let there be a quickening. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord is a life-given, life-quickening spirit. God, I pray you quicken their mortal bodies right now so the eyes of their understanding are open to the completeness and the fullness of what you called them to be. And let this be the greatest day of decision they've ever had in their life, taking steps towards their destiny and their purpose and their plan. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said amen, amen, and amen. I want you guys to know, man, I'm going to come alongside of you and help you this month and every month. I was talking about the app even earlier, how you could be with me, and we're training you to be the champion that God has called you to be. Take time to train yourself and the great things that God has for you. I'm coming alongside of you. Get the Chris Arnold Ministries app. Download it now. As you download it now, it's going to be notifying you tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be getting this stuff to you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to give you scripture. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to connect with you. I'm coming alongside you. Man, you know what? I, the other day I had this thought. You're going to like this. All the media teams are going to love this. Angela, you're going to love this. I said, the Holy Ghost is on one side of you and I'm on the other side of you. I like it, right? He's on the right side. I'm on the left side. I'm pulling and he's pulling. Let's go into your future together and let's change the world because we need you. We need what God's given you to be in this house and all the houses around the world because God needs you to do your God-given purpose because the church needs it. We're one body and we need you to fulfill your part. Amen. We love you. God bless you. I'm going to see you soon. And remember this, that if you keep giving yourself over to God, God's going to keep giving you greater potential to do what he's called you to do in life on a daily basis. I love you and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.